the end of another busy day. You just saw 20, 30 patients, maybe more. Instead of heading home for dinner with your spouse or playing with your kids, you now begin your night job, charting. Charting is critical for patient care, billing, and medical legal liability, but it steals our focus from our patients, eats away at our time with our families, and keeps us up at night. The burden of always having another chart to complete drains all of us. Freed listens, prepares your notes, and writes patient instructions for you. Charting is done before your patient walks out of the room. Wait, because it gets better. Freed learns your style over time. It's AI, just like a human scribe would, except it will never quit on you. Freed is loved by 3,000 plus clinicians from every specialty. It's HIPAA compliant, takes 30 seconds to learn, and costs only $99 a month. You can try Freed for free right now by going to freed.ai, F-R-E-E-D.ai. Listeners of the Physician's Guide to Doctoring can use the code PGD50 for $50 off the first month. On this sponsored episode, we're going to learn about an AI-powered software that won't just replace your dictation software, it'll replace your scribe. And it's being built from the ground up on physician feedback, not administrator or biller feedback for physicians. Hey, this is Brad Block, host of the Physician's Guide to Doctoring. This is a personal and professional development podcast for physicians where we have experts on the show that try to teach us everything we should have been learning while we were memorizing Krebs cycle. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have a special guest. His name is Erez Druk. He is the really the most important thing you need to know about him is he's married to a physician. His wife is a physician, which gives him a lot of credibility, but he is by, by background, a computer science engineer. So he studied math and computer science at the Technion in Israel, which for anyone who's heard of that before, it's basically like the MIT of Israel. He moved to California to work as an engineer for Facebook. He had a startup called Urban Leap. And because of, as he says, the only thing his wife said more than I love you was I have notes to do was he's like, there is a problem here. And this is what I do. I solve these problems. And so he's created something called Freed, F-R-E-E-D, the goal of which is to free up clinicians, including his wife, from the burden of charting. So although ironically, he says the more popular Freed has become now, the less time he gets to sp spend with his wife. But it's it is it capitalizes on AI technology to help us spend less time charting, more time with patients, more time with family, and, and less time charting. So, Erez, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for this. Uh, Anything that I left out of your intro, I think I got the highlights. No, you got it perfectly. No, nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the origin of Freed. I, I mean, I touched on it a, a little bit, but go in a little more detail about it. Happy to. So, I would start seven years ago. That's when my wife and I met. I'm going to speak about my wife a lot, so I'll mention her name for the audience. Her name is Gabby. She's awesome, and I, I love her. We met just before Gabby started med school. Definitely, I didn't know what, what I'm going into, but that, that happened. And so this, again, this was seven years ago. And really, you know, what I had the pleasure to see, maybe pleasure in, quote, in quotes, is that the excitement, and not only my wife, a lot of our friends, our social circle is uh, clinicians of all sorts and friends from med school, it was very clear how quickly the excitement transforms into, and I think, you know, in tech, we also talk about burnout, but it's like, oh, I'm tired, I need a vacation. I think in healthcare and clinicians, like burnout, it's a very real thing. It's very clear that 
people burn get burned down like have with anxiety and depression you know doctors tell their parents tell their kids don't ever go to medicine if they are doctors and even suicide rates are higher than the quite higher than the average in the population you know seeing all of that and experiencing it i wouldn't say firsthand but very closely and also it impacted my life it was very clear that these amazing amazing people we call clinicians that really go in for a mission don't get treated as well as uh, we could and, and i think a big part of it is it's a very demanding job but i do think a big part of it is the technical work the documentation and the technology that we have you and other doctors and clinicians have to use right we have to yes there's a lot that goes into physician burnout there's the job itself can be very taxing but also the hierarchy and the monotony and then on top of that the documentation so how much of that can we really change? Yeah. I mean, the hierarchy, definitely the way that we educate, definitely. But with your background, right? Like the one thing that that's something that you can help with. So you decided, you know what? I can leverage my background to help solve this problem and leverage AI is exploding. So leveraging the AI technology. Exactly. Exactly. You said it exactly right. So a year ago, my previous startup, we decided to shut it down for different reasons. And I was motivated and full of energy to do something new. And I didn't know what yet, but I already had the appeal to go into healthcare and start exploring that. And interestingly, you know, I spent, my wife and I spent a lot of time, you know, she's helping me with, with everything. We help each other for everything, going on walks in the park and kind of thinking, oh, what could be the next big idea? What could really improve healthcare? And it actually took us quite a while to understand that the problem the best problem for me to solve is a problem that we've both ex been experiencing, you know, was hiding be be behind our, uh, how do you say, you know, was hiding in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hiding in plain sight. And it was uh, charting. And from the moment I really dis started, we together decided to focus on that and really try to just simply help clinicians with the tests that's that, that are most burdensome for them. Things started moving really quickly and working very nicely. And I would say, as you said, it's not only the premise of the idea that the timing with AI was just perfect. It was just the right moment to really solve this problem in a much more meaningful way than, let's say, just all dictation software or anything like that. And so that was the beginning of this year, January. I remember the moment, it was January 5th, where this focus was what we decided to focus on. And from that moment, things started moving really quickly and we started getting adoption, built kind of the first tool, get a lot of feedback from clinicians, iterating, and uh, quite quickly it got to a point that we get really good feedback and honestly, lots of love from clinicians across the country. So tell us about Free. Tell us about the workflow. How does it integrate into my day? So from the beginning, the idea was how do we create something that with something that is, I would say, almost the antithesis of any EHR in the sense of as simple as possible. You don't have to learn anything, no training, no... You just start using it and it works like, like magic. Because again, we knew I heard from my wife and friends, from Gabby and our friends that they don't want more tools. They have like tool fatigue. So it really has to work like, like magic. So the whole idea was let's make it as simple as possible. So Freed is really one of the simplest apps in the world. It's a start and stop button. So patient comes in. You can use it on any device. Patient comes in. You press start. Freed listens to the conversation. Patient leaves, you press stop, you put in the name, and we generate a note within 30 seconds to a minute. And the note that you get is by no means perfect, but it's very, very close to what you would need and as all the elements that you need uh, in order to do your charting. So then you're within a minute after the encounter is over, 
you're ready to go and you have all the information you need to go and kind of finish your charting very quickly. The way it works today doesn't connect it to the EHR. That's how we made it very affordable and simple. But we did build the copy features that make it very easy to go spend a few minutes and copy everything into the EHR. And that's also something that's coming, this connection to the EHR that we're now starting to test with a number of our customers. Because, of course, we want to completely streamline the process and make it, you know, the entire process as magical and easy for clinicians as we can. Wait, let's pause right there because the cost right now, as of the recording of this episode, which is, we'll say, December 18th, it's $99 a month, correct? For that, at least a couple of years ago, is what my dictation software cost, right? Just my dictation software. And I use my dictation software to do my history and then to like I take like a prose history, right? And then assessment and plan. But what you're saying is I don't need to dictate. It's listening. And I just need to then copy paste that into the history and then copy paste another part of it into the plan. And now I don't even have to take a separate. Yeah, I should review it. You know, I don't have to sit separately and record my history and assessment and plan. Right. So this is a very important clarification. This doesn't replace dictation, it replaces a scribe. So Freed is intended to do your charting for you. So it listens to the encounter, writes the note for you completely, like an actual clinical grade note, and it learns over time. So it learns your style, it learns from your edits, it learns your templates, and ultimately, as you use it enough and as we improve it enough, it will do all the charting for you to the point that you just come in, look at it, approve it. It's still on you, of course, to do that. We're not claiming to take take the role of the clinician in any sense, but it really will do the full charting for you by listening to the, by only listening to the patient encounter. Oh, that's interesting. So, so it's taking apart. So cost effectively, we probably, <laughs> I don't have a scribe, but I would assume they get paid a little more than $99 a month plus oh, you know, benefits so. and, so. <laughs> and, all, all, the, and the, all the rest of it. Yeah. Plus you need to train them. And once you train them, it's not like your AI freed is going to get bored or graduate from college and then go on to medical school so they can't be your scribe anymore, right? As as happens now, right? They go on to other things. They don't stay your scribe indefinitely. We actually have many, many customers who said that a scribe is great until they quit and then it's such a pain. And they always do. It's not a long-term role usually, yeah. job. So 100% free wouldn't, wouldn't quit on it, would never quit on you. So you've had a couple of iterations already, right? Like you've gotten feedback from your users and then you've made some changes. So what are some of the issues that you had, say, initially that your users brought up to you that you were then able to make changes in the that are in the current version of Freed? Yes. If I have to be honest, everything. And we'll, <laughs> But if I try to be more specific, and we're not done. We're still on a daily basis iterating based on feedback. And you know, I think we'll never be done because perfection is only what, what we can strive for. But anyway, definitely one that was very clear early on is reliability. You want something like this once a clinician gets used to a tool like this. Once it doesn't work suddenly for any reason, that's very, very frustrating. And we had a few instances where that happened and the anger was very great. And it was honestly very, 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 very painful. So we've done a lot of work to make, first make sure that it works every time. You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't get sick and not show up like a scribe might. So that's number one. Number two, definitely the note quality. So if you get a note that is too far away from what the note should be, it doesn't worth it because then you need to find the problems and fix it. It's very risky. So 
accuracy, capturing the right things, not capturing things that are redundant, definitely not making up things. That was probably where we spent the most time in the last few months. And recently it's been customization. So today Freed, or until recently Freed has been writing very good generic notes, but not the best note for Bradley. So if you have, Gabby always says that she doesn't like to write patient, she writes, likes to write PT instead of patient. And I actually notice a lot of clinician doctors do that. And there are a lot of requirements like that, also more serious, not just PT instead of patient, but your physical exam template, the style you want to write, like to write the note, uh, do you use generics or many, many other requirements. So now we've been working and we had quite a few successes so far in making Freed learn your style over time. So when it starts, it's a pretty good generic AI scribe, but as you edit, change, kind of give us signals what works with and what not, it would create, we'd get closer and closer to the perfect note. So I would say these, these areas are the core things that we've been improving. So when you're, when I'm editing my notes, it is then learning from those edits. Because again, just, I know it's not dictation software, but when I had the dictation software, it had to learn my, what is very clearly a heavy Long Island accent, right? But I have partners that do, they have very heavy accents from, you know, wherever they're from and the dictation software is able to learn, but it has to be within the program itself that the learning program, not, it doesn't continue learning on the fly, right? But with yours, what it's saying is each time I'm editing a note within Freed, it is learning what edits I tend to make so that I don't have to go on to make them in the future. It's not like I'm teaching it within a learning module each time. Exactly. And again, that goes back to the philosophy that we have that we don't want to make you do any extra work, learn anything new. You just do your work and we learn by observing. And I'll just give one example of that. So something we probably the single point of feedback that we got the most times is Dr. Users saying, why is this numbered? I want it in bullets. <laughs> like we heard it so many times because imagine every note you want it in bullets and every time you have to edit that. Um, but if you change it to bullets, then the other half of people say, no, I liked it numbers, numbered. Uh, so that's an example of the type of things, a very simple thing, but something that we will learn so you don't have to change from numbers to bullets every every single time. Um, and now we're making it more and more involved so you can actually learn, again, you really your style and your templates and, and what you like to capture and don't like to capture and, and or need to capture. But as you said, the idea is to learn by you using the product, not by you teaching the product in some kind of other module that takes a lot of time to learn. We know that yeah. you have better things to do with your time. I would hope. <laughs> what about the physical exam? Like, how do you, are you, so are you dictating the physical exam to Freed as you're doing it? So that's the idea. We are capturing what we can't hear, we can't capture. Maybe one day there will be more signals. So, yeah, you need to verbalize the exam in a more, whatever you want to capture, you need to verbalize. Um, and then it would capture everything you said. What we're introducing in beta, actually this, this week, so I'm glad, I'm glad you're asking, is templated physical exam. So if you perform a physical, physical exam during the visit, it would fill out the template, the pertinent negatives, I hope I'm using the right term, but it would update everything that was mentioned. So you get your template already updated. You don't need to do all the checkboxes and things like that, exactly within your template. And then you just take a look, verify, and you got your physical exam captured the way you need it and, and like it. What about compliance? Because 
from what you're saying, it like records it, right? And then creates a note. But then what happens to that information, all of that information, it just collected, right? Like, because presumably you're putting it into an EMR that is privacy compliant. But what about Freed itself, right? How long is it holding on to that information for? Even for us, if we want to go back and change something in the note, maybe we want to go back to what it's recorded. Yes. So the first thing to say is that Freed is HIPAA compliant. So before we launched the product, we made sure to understand, study, learn all the requirements of HIPAA compliant and implement them. And we can go into the details. I would mention maybe some points to clarify what we do. So number one is all the data is stored in Microsoft Azure, so Microsoft Cloud. We have a BAA with them. We also have a BAA with our customers. Sorry, I don't know what that means. I should clarify. So business associate agreement, any entity that handles patient information, PHI or PII, has to be under the same kind of, under a BAA agreement. So if you send me, for example, using Freed patient information, you need to be in a business associate agreement with me and agree on the terms of the compliance. And when, once we're in a BAA with you, uh, we need to make sure that if we send information, for example, to Microsoft Azure Cloud, and we have a BAA with them. So again, wherever information goes, it's covered under this associate agreement. That's number one. Two, we follow all the standard security encryption protocols that, that are required. But we do a few additional things. One is that we don't store the recordings. We don't have... So once success... Once the visit was successfully, the note was successfully generated, we discard the recording and we never store it during. So, you know, it kind of lives, it lives in memory for a while until the processing is done and then we discard it. And the idea there is to minimize the amount of patient information that is being captured. Second thing, at the notes, you can view them for 30, 30 days. After the 30 days, again, we completely erase them. There's no trace. They would be completely gone. You can opt out and store them for longer, but that would be a choice. We by default want to maintain as much patient privacy and mi- minimize the exposure as much as possible. Minimize the risk. Yeah. And number three, anywhere where we process patient information, like AI engines and things like that, and these are all in on Azure, there's no data retention. So for example, if we use the AI to summarize something, it doesn't store anything. It returns a result and there's no data being captured in this process. And I would mention, lastly, we are currently a few weeks away from having third-party certifications for High Trust and SOC 2, which are kind of the highest grade of security and HIPAA compliance third-party certifications. So those are coming. We're a few weeks away from having that third-party. So you can you don't have to trust us. You can just look at the certifications and hopefully be even more reassured, hopefully. Is there anything else that you want to add? Because I'm about to move on to kind of like another area of questions where you were making changes to Freed based on either feedback on your product or other similar product. We were talking before I asked about the the HIPAA compliance. It was just changes that you've made to Freed based on feedback you've gotten. The only thing I would say is that we get out of feedback. There are 17 different ways to provide feedback in the product because we want to see that. And I do believe that the way to build something great for clinicians and doctors is to work closely with them. You know, one example, actually a very early example is something that Gabby, my wife, told me is a feature that we have that is patient instructions. So it's very, when you generate a note, we also generate patient instructions, very plain language, very easy to follow. 
And you can now, we also added a way to send it to the, securely send it to the patient. And I think that's a good example of a feature that it's not a must have. You don't have to have it in an AI scribe, but we think that it adds, we see that clinicians really love it. The patients love it. Makes it easier, you know, for everyone and provides ultimately leads to better, better care because they get that just doesn't require any time of you to create it. Oh no, that's amazing. Like, because that's exactly what they need. And it's exactly what we need. As you said, you don't want to give more work to us, but at the same time, patients are going to do better if they have written instructions. We can't rely on them to be able to remember everything that we said. So if we give them a printed plan and can then email them an encrypted plan as well, now we make sure, because how many patients leave your office without picking up their printed plan or take it and then put it somewhere and they don't remember it. So if you're automatically giving them this information and without asking me to do the extra work of putting it together, that's exactly what we need. And I have to emphasize something here. We are not in the business of making clinicians better or telling them how to do their job. You know, I know that every single person listens to this, know that patient instructions are good and there's just too little time in a day to always do it, you know, write it perfectly. So we're in the business of, we'll make it as frictionless as possible for you to do what you believe is best for yourself and for your patients. And again, free you from having to do all the clicks and typing and things that are required to, to just achieve that. So we're really trying to be on the side of, on the same side with clinicians. And you are, it's fantastic. So let me ask you, cause I'm really excited to hear the answer to this question, considering what you've built so far, like what's next, right? Like what's, what is the next step or a couple of steps for freed? Right. Yeah. I love this question. And I would say that, broadly speaking, what we've done and still doing with charting, we essentially want to do it for every other technical problem that clinicians have. For example, uh, pre-charting. We want to make that much, much faster, much, much easier to get the records, to look at them, to kind of find the right ones without having to sift through sometimes hundreds of PDF documents and, and whatever happens in the EHR. Same for billing. I think billing code, there's no reason that a clinician would even have to understand billing codes. That's not, you know, practicing medicine. That's kind of a consequence of the way the system is structured. I think inboxes out of elements like that, sending referrals, placing orders in the HR. If you already said what the order is, there's no reason for you to go and spend so much time placing the order the right way into the, the EHR. Um, now, I don't know anything about programming, but that sounds like it would be a pretty big ask right? To be able to integrate with the EHR so that it's executing on those orders. Yes. So anything that has to do... So I would say this. I think the reason this kind of vision, and if I summarize the vision in one sentence, it's to build kind of a full-fledged AI clinician assistant that does all the technical work for you. That's really what we're aiming for. Um, I would say the reason this became possible now is that AI is both very good at solving these individual problems that we discussed, but also at simplifying other things like complex integrations and, you know, formats and all these things that uh, until today were very hard. So we believe it's possible. It would take, you know, it would take us a few years. It won't happen overnight. And I would mention that what you said is something that we're now exploring, which is how to do the EHR integrations in a way that is seamless, very easy, but also actually works well. And we do have some some ideas that are showing promise there. So hopefully soon our customers could, could see the beginning of those deeper integrations and hopefully see a little less of the HR and have freed 
cover cover more of those tasks. Actually, this dovetails well with an interview that I did. Gosh, I wish I remembered the name of the individual, but he was creating like a language, kind of like Plaid is for the financial services, where it allows someone to build a platform like Venmo, so you can send money from one bank to another bank. Like even though they use two different electronic medical records, it's a language that that is usable to all of them, so that you know you kind of you, you can build these platforms, right? That then integrate with the EHRs. No, no, I think you're mentioning a good point here. That a part of why this has been possible, and didn't mention it, is that there are standards now. One of them is Fire. It's called Fire Seven for EHRs that they have to support in order to create this ability to integrate. Uh, and we're also working with a technology company that has done, created kind of a layer of technology on top of it. So essentially what it means for us is that we build the integration once, kind of the perfect way, and then it works across many, many different EHRs. Um, so different ways to approach it, uh, but you're definitely asking one of the harder technological problems that we still haven't fully solved, but I, I believe we'll get there. Yeah, it sounds like a, a challenging, but still a solvable problem, which would be amazing because then we, we solve the problem, as you said before the show, show of clicky boxy, to use your term, where we spend so much time hunting and pecking for these click boxes. But then suddenly, because we've dictated this all and the AI understands it and your programming has allowed that AI to integrate with the HR. Now suddenly we're not sitting and clicking the box. Now the next thing you're going to need to work on is finding a way for me not to have to complete another fire safety module for another hospital that I barely even walk into. That problem is actually not on our uh, roadmap, but I, I'll consider <laughs> it now that. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, there's many problems to solve out there. So, Erez, where can people find you and where can people find Freed? Anybody can reach out to me at Erez, E-R-E-Z, at getfreed.ai. So, getfreed, just the two words, .ai. If you want to check out Freed, you can go to freed.ai, so F-R-E-E-D.ai. Would love to hear from anyone. I know you're also going to mention it in the description, but I mentioned here that we have, so the cost, as you mentioned, is $99 a month. There's a free trial. And if you like it, there's also a promotion through this podcast of $50 off the first month. So that will be PGD50 when you check out and you can subscribe, try it. If you like it, keep doing it. You can also cancel anytime. It's very easy and simple. And I hope that you like it and give us a, a lot of feedback to help us uh, improve the product. Well, Erez, it seems like there's a lot of people out there who are just trying to make our lives harder. So thank you for being one of those that are trying to make our lives easier and better for our patients. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank, thank you and everyone listening for all that you're doing. Thanks for listening. I have a favor to ask. You listened to the episode until the end, which means you either fell asleep or you really liked the episode. So please share it or like it or comment on a social media post or write us a five-star review, something. It would really help me out. And maybe what you learned from this episode can help someone else too. The views expressed in this episode are those of the interviewer and interviewee and don't represent the views of their employer or even their significant other. Even though the magic of podcasting make it sound like I'm talking directly to you, this is not a doctor-patient relationship and this is not medical advice or financial advice or really any advice. Thank us again for listening to The Physician's Guide to Doctoring.